0: Good morning and welcome to Apple A Day. It's Lake Region Healthcare's health and wellness podcast where we feature news and information you can use to live a healthier life. I am Katie Johnson, your host, and my guest today is Dr. Anthony Rooney. He's a medical oncologist at our Cancer Center, and he's joining us to kick off October Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Rooney.
1: Oh, thank you, happy to be here.
0: Well, as our listeners likely know, October is usually the month that uh, goes pink and it's all about screening and prevention of breast cancer, which affects nearly one in eight women in the United States every year and 2.3 million women worldwide. So we wanted to take some time today to talk about screening and prevention and and how that really impacts breast cancer rates. So I thought maybe we could start with um, just some background. If my research is right, breast cancer is the most common cancer in the world. And Minnesota actually has one of the highest rates of breast cancer nationally. Do you have any thoughts about why that might be?
1: Well, that's a, that's a very good question. And I think a lot of, a lot of people would, would like to know maybe the exact answer to it. But um, it can be hard because it's, it can be complicated to kind of tease out relative contributions from underlying risk factors, population-level screening, uh, to know exactly what's going on. Uh, but to take a step back, you're, you're exactly right. You know, breast cancer is outside of non-melanoma skin cancers is the most common uh, cancer in women. R- roughly one in eight women throughout the course of course of their lifetime will be diagnosed with breast cancer, and in Minnesota that kind of relates out to maybe between four and five thousand people per year. And so, wow. you know, many people will know. Uh, someone that's been been touched by, I know, both here and, you know, around the country.
0: And while the number of new cases of breast cancer looks like it's stabilized, the death rate has slowly declined, yet it's still one of the leading causes of cancer-related deaths. So um, that's second only to lung cancer. Since it's one of the cancers, one of the few cancers, that we really have an effective screening test for, the mammogram, I thought maybe we could talk about... Technical advances in mammography um, or other imaging to possibly screen for breast cancer, what kind of role does that play?
1: Mammography is a wonderful tool that I think has been able to help us decrease uh, the mortality rate um, for breast cancer both uh, in the U.S. and and worldwide. And there's been a lot of advancements as far as the imaging technology and digital mammograms and now tomosynthesis or 3D mammograms. which are able to maybe more precisely identify you know which, which patients are, are more likely to have breast cancers and who needs to come back for, for biopsies while also you know, giving us a closer look um, at, at the breast tissue itself. And so certainly a wonderful tool that, that we have here. And for women who are at higher risk, uh, additional tools such as ultrasound, MRI, uh, can also be considered to make sure that we're we're being thorough and in, and in investigating um, for breast cancer. Now, outside of mammography, I think you know the future will will kind of tell us what the screen what screening for breast cancer will look like, you know in 10, 20 years from now, but I know there's a lot of um, uh, companies and and institutions that are looking closely at uh, blood-based assays and and mm-hmm. other technologies. And while that's probably not ready for prime time right now, it's something that may be, Uh, available in in the future.
0: When you talk about 3D mammography, that is something that we offer at Lake Region Healthcare. We have the 3D mammography, actually getting ready to kick off a campaign to raise money for a new 3D mammography machine that will also allow us to expand 3D to Elbow Lake, um, letting thousands more women every year be screened in our region. Um, What are some of the advantages of of 3D versus 2D mammography?
1: so I think one of the the benefits that we get from 3D mammography is we're able to increase the sensitivity of the test, meaning we're able to have a higher um, cancer detection rate mm-hmm. with that over over 2D mammography, but at the same time, we're not increasing the number of false positives, and in fact, we're probably decreasing the amount of, of people that are having to come back for biopsies that don't ultimately... To be breast cancer.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit more about screening and the intervals for screening. What's what's the latest wisdom there?
1: Well, uh, that's a good question, and then to some extent, it's an it's, uh, area of medicine that's kind of been filled with controversy from the start. Mm-hmm. Different uh, societies will have different recommendations for exactly when the appropriate time to be screened is and how frequently uh, we should be you know, screening our patients. And so, first off, I would say that kind of helped. Sift through all, 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 of that. I think it's would be really good to have you know conversation with your with your primary doctor about that, and, and to try and tailor or individual, individualize that to what may be uh, the best fit for you. But for for most women who are at average risk, every other year or yearly mammograms or both reasonable options to consider, mm-hmm. uh, and so that, that could be something to discuss further with, with your primary doctor.
0: That's always a great answer, because so many things are, it depends, right? It depends yeah. on your personal history, it depends on your uh, personal risk factors, so um, that that is a great answer. In addition to, to these clinical screenings and mammograms, what are some things women should be watching for? doing to be aware of that might signal a symptom or be just a red flag that she should be checked?
1: Sure. So I think in general for, for most women it, it would be important to just have a general a sense of, of what your breasts look like and, and how they feel so that there if there are any changes uh, those you, you can be aware of those and you can alert your healthcare providers to those. But outside of that I think some of the best things that, that we can be doing as, as a population to help prevent breast cancer or just trying to be as healthy as we can in other aspects of our lives as well, so, um, you know, making sure to try to fit exercise and, into your daily routine or, or to eat healthy and, and increase fruits and vegetables, you know, those sorts of things um, can really make a, a difference as well.
0: What should we know about risk factors, whether that's genetic or lifestyle?
1: Very good question. And so there's a number of genetic risk factors that we can put our our finger on, and some of the more common hereditary genes mutations that can lead to increased risk for breast cancer are BRCA1, BRCA2, and many people are familiar with those, but there are some lesser known ones uh, that can also predispose with regards to an overall breast cancer risk. And so I think in that regard, talking with your Primary healthcare provider and and making sure that if, especially if you have a family history of breast cancer that you're discussing that with with him or her in order to decide whether or not it would be a, a good idea to consider genetic testing for any of these uh, mutations w- would be um, I- important and and those are non-modifiable risk factors. You, if you have it, you have it. You right. can't change that. Uh, but there are also some modifiable risk factors uh, and so some more strongly associated than others, but but in general, what I would say is higher levels of ex- exercise, you know, trying to maintain a normal body weight and also making sure not to consume alcohol in excess or some of the stronger things that we've tied to breast cancer risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are other things that are maybe more controversial, uh, such as short-term duration of hormone therapy, and but that, that could be something that, again, you could discuss with your, your primary doctor if you do have concerns about that. But overall, I, I think, especially again, trying to have as healthy of a lifestyle as you can is probably uh, one of the best ways to, to prevent.
0: What about um, myths? One that comes to my mind is deodorant. Certain mm-hmm. types of deodorant cause breast cancer, or eating too much sugar causes mm-hmm. breast cancer. Mm-hmm. How do you weigh in on, on some of those myths? Sure. And or are they reality? I, I shouldn't pre, pre just <laughs> <laughs> assume that they <laughs> are myths. Enough, enough, yeah.
1: And, and that's a very valid question because, uh, and it can be very hard to answer as well because it, it is very hard to establish causality, I um, mean, large numbers of, of people and, and large number of exposures and it's hard to, you know, conduct an experiment where you have, you know, people try one pair of deodorant for 10 years mm-hmm. and then, you know, versus something else right. and so it's, it can be very hard to to know for certain uh, in that regard. But. What I would say is I, I wouldn't want you know people to to feel guilty you know if they if they did enjoy some sugar now or then or um, but again incorporating that in moderation into an overall healthy lifestyle uh, I think is is the best tool.
0: What can you tell us about what's new in the area of treatment for breast cancer?
1: So on on the treatment side, there's been a number of new advances in in recent years that I think have really benefited women that, that have breast cancer. You know, in almost every breast cancer subtype, there's there's been new approvals that uh, have led to better quality of life and, and increased um, survival, and so it's, in that regard, a very exciting uh, area of research and, and development right now. I
0: alluded to this earlier, but um, do you have any quantifiable way of um, expressing the difference it makes to be to have your breast cancer detected early in in terms of what treatment looks like, in terms of what your long-term um, survival rates look like and, and even quality of life as you as you mentioned no, I,
1: absolutely and I, and I think the the reason why we, we stress mammography is, is exactly that we wish to hope or we hope to catch things as, as soon as we can before they become larger issues as many many breast cancers I develop over a longer period of time, you know, months to years. And so we, we have a, a an opportunity to detect and intervene at a stage where we still think that the breast cancer is, is curable or where we can effectively eliminate it with you know, surgery or radiation or possibly even medicines. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once uh, we reach a, a point where the breast cancer is spread beyond the breast or, or lymph nodes and that we don't typically think that we have that same opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so being able to notice and catch that uh, earlier, I think it really does make a big difference for, for our patients.
0: That really makes sense that, that, if I hear you right, breast cancer is maybe one of the sl- typically a slower-growing cancer, so catching mm-hmm. it early allows yes. you that, that extra opportunity, yes. and that's, that's
1: Yes, really and there are always exceptions to the rule, sure. um, but um, as, as, a, as a whole, I, th- I think that, that that holds true.
0: What else do you want our listeners to know about breast cancer that I haven't haven't brought up yet?
1: Well, I think one of the, the good things about the Breast Cancer Awareness Month is, you know, it just makes us, you know, reminds us that it is a very common thing that, you know, maybe our, our neighbors or our family members are maybe going through or may go through in their lives. And so I, I think it helps us to have a degree of, of, of compassion and, and also to be proactive in finding ways that we can reach out to those around us and and, be with them in their journeys as well.
0: Absolutely. Uh, For any listeners who might want to learn more, either they know someone who's who's experiencing breast cancer now, they are themselves, or they just want to be proactive, do you have some go-to resources, some really trusted resources that you'd recommend people um, use?
1: No, absolutely. And I think that's a very good question because having quality information, I think, uh, allows us to uh, be most helpful in in that regard. And so I'll often um, refer folks uh, to CDC typically has, you know, a very good page on on breast cancer and risk factors. Um, The American Cancer Society is also uh, generally a very trustworthy source as well. And then, you know, a lot of our um, state and institutions and, and healthcare, local institutions, uh, have very good in, in information. You know, we, you can find um, a wealth of information on Lake Region's website or also at uh, the Mayo Clinic or the University of Minnesota. And they all have, you know, I think, very helpful uh, websites for people to visit
0: very helpful resources always nice to know when when a doctor um, endorses the information is reliable as well so thank you for that Uh, dr anthony rooney my guest today on apple a day thank you for shedding some light on breast cancer um, rates uh, breast cancer screening options advances in treatment and, and things that we can all do to be more aware both of being proactive and preventive in our behaviors and also being more aware of those around us. Uh, knowing one in eight women will experience breast cancer in their lifetime, like you said, chances are we all know someone. So thanks so much for your for your insights and, and taking time to join us this morning. Oh,
1: absolutely, thank you for having me.
0: Dr. Anthony Rooney and Katie Johnson on Apple A Day today reminding you at Lake Region Healthcare, we are here for you always.